is up what is up what is up everyone 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 your brothers are back the godly view so brothers are back for another season it's been a minute how you doing fellas what up what up good 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 to be back man it really is it's good to be back fellas man so at this time i'll introduce myself and then we'll switch it on down to the brothers uh, my name is Reverend James H. Glover III, CEO of Reverend J.C. Three Ministries, and I'm just excited to be here with my brothers once again for another season, and shout out to our sisters that are watching in the background, Miss Andrea Perry, Pastor Persephone Sonia, Jessica Renee, and also our sister Janine Lamb. We appreciate y'all for all of y'all's support. Absolutely. Uh, A.B., I'll kick it over to you. Hey man, I'm just A.B. Bracewell, you know, uh, when I'm with the brothers, there ain't too many titles that I need to list. I just like to be with y'all kicking it and dis- mm-hmm. discussing. So, you know, just call me A.B. Hi, hi, hi. I am Gregory Devon out of Durham, North Carolina. Always happy to chop it up with my fellas. Glad to be back. Looking forward to today's episode. We got some information for y'all. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So to start it off today, we're going to start it off with this new segment for you guys on the night, which is Ask the Brothers. We made a post earlier today, or one of our sisters made a post on the Godly View page earlier today, um, and they asked a question for us to ask, gave our followers the opportunity to ask the brothers a question. So one of the questions that got sent in is, why is it? In order for a man to know that a woman truly loves him, she has to go through a lot of heartbreak from him and still love him. And then at that point, he'll know that she's the one for him to be with. For example, many women that have been in long-term relationships have experienced more heartbreak than happiness from the man from that man yet she still loves him and he truly loves her but only because she stayed through his mess which one of y'all brothers want to pick on that first <laughs> i can add a little two cents to that to that um first i'd like to say as far as that go uh, i would say the brother that that young lady was dealing with or what was in a relationship with, I will obviously say that he has a distorted view of what love is. All men aren't like that. All men do not feel like you you have to go through these trials and tribulations and hard times and heartbreaks in order to prove that you love them. Now, I would say that all that stuff is a part of relationships. You know, with any relationships, there's going to be ups and there's going to be some downs. There's going to be some arguments. There's going to be some conflict. Um, There's going to be some disagreements. And I think that stuff does strengthen your love. It does strengthen relationships. If you can go through the hard times and then make it on the other side and still um, be there for each other. That strength that strengthens the love. I don't know if it proves proves that a person loves you but it does make it stronger it, it does uh 
shows that you know we can go through some some down times we can go through some conflict and we can still stick it together because these days um relationships are so temporary people are quick mm -hmm. to cut each other off people are mm -hmm. quick to walk away at the uh, slightest bit of uh something that goes against their preference so when we stick it together when we stick together through those downs it does give us some confidence that okay we 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 can make it through the hard times. I wouldn't say that it proves that you love me, but it does test our relationship. And I think every relationship is going to go through tests, and every relationship needs some tests because no relationship is always um, perfect. And I think if you're in a relationship where where it seems perfect all the time, uh, I don't think y'all being real with each other. I don't think y'all being transparent. You know, I don't think that you're really being being open. So I think it's more so that when we go through these tests and these hard times, that uh, these normal tests and hard times of relationship, um, it makes us it makes us stronger. Now, if the brother's just putting you through some hard times, cheating, being unfaithful, being abusive, being unhealthy, in order to prove that you love him, putting you through these crazy tests, then that's that's not all men and i think that brother just has a distorted um view of what love is you know maybe he grew up in a, abusive relationships or maybe grew up in uh around relationships where all they did was argue fuss and fight and he thought that's what was love but uh the healthy brother wouldn't put you through those type of tests to prove your love but i think every relationship go through those type of tests and it makes your relationship stronger i agree i agree pastor gregory I definitely agree with, with A.B. wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I would add that to, to his point. That is not the only narrative, but that's the one that's oftentimes pushed. I think that especially in, in our community, we don't have a view of, of Black men being faithful. Now, it exists, yeah, but we don't push that narrative. And I think that sometimes we unintentionally don't even have that view of ourselves because we don't talk about the successes that people have. We highlight their struggle. We, we highlight, you know, as was already said, um, situations where a woman is having to deal with a lot from a gentleman um, and he's putting her through and, and making her struggle to love him, right? And, but that becomes the only narrative that we ever push. Therefore, that's the only one that's ever heard. Now, to the point, gentlemen who are like that generally have an issue somewhere within themselves where maybe they don't love themselves. Maybe they have some hurt. They don't know how to process. Maybe they are hurting her because they have themselves been hurt. And they, instead of getting healing, they continue to bleed over every woman that he meets. Now, that does not make it right, right? And this is a rational reason why it happens. I think that because we're not having the conversation sometime of of men getting therapy, men getting healed, uh, you know, we don't even believe sometimes that men have emotions. I think that because that's the um, traditional belief, we can't ever discuss sometimes the hurt this man has has that he is now transferring to somebody else. You know, again, and he's old saying, "What hurt people hurt people." It's true. It is. Hurt people hurt people because sometimes we do, we have learned how to do. And until we have an experience that helps us to process that pain and deal with it, then I will continue to act out what I've seen, whether it's relational hurt, whether it's uh, hurt that came from my nuclear family, wherever it came from, if I don't know how to deal with it, I will continue to pass that hurt on because I don't want to deal with it. I agree with what both of my brothers said, and the uh, only thing I would add on to that is what we have to remember is love does not hurt. I know sometimes we act as if it does, but let's be real about it. Love is not going to hurt you all the time. You shouldn't have to be in a relationship where every day you're having to wonder, what am I going to go through today with this person? Is this person going to hurt me today? What is this person going to do to hurt me today? 
love is not a game. It is something that should be serious and it is something that should be honored. So we got to make sure that we are doing our best to, as our brother, Pastor Gregory said, so the aspects of love where it's actually being done in the right way. So I agree Let with that. Let me say this, James. Love will make you uncomfortable. I agree with that. I think sometimes we are mistaking being uncomfortable for somebody hurting me, mm. right? I could give you a truth about yourself because I love you. That hurts. Now, you might say that hurt me. No, what I said hurt. But what I said was the truth, right? But And we don't expect sometimes to experience stuff like that within relationships. When healthy relationships have to have what? Uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes that uncomfortable conversation reveals something within me or within you that is hard to accept. And I might view this as you uh, demeaning me or hurting me, but sometimes there's a hurt that heals, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, my my feelings needed to be hurt because I'm sitting too high on my high horse to where something or someone needed to knock me down a little bit in a, in a cruel way, but tell me about myself in a way that nobody else has, right? Now, I might view the experience as negative initially. I might even break up with you as of what you said, right? But you might have been totally correct. God might have had you in my life for that reason. They're the only one that's bold enough to give you that truth. They're the only one bold enough to hurt your feelings. Because again, sometimes feelings need to be hurt. Because sometimes, while I'll never say that feelings are wrong, they can be irrational, right? Like, I want to check, like, if you're feeling a certain way about a certain thing, the things are always real. They're always real. They're never wrong. But they can be irrational, right? There's some ways, like, if, if you're feeling this way about that, that's a little off. You might want to check that. But it's real because you feel that way. But let's look at it. Let's talk about it, right? But but the uncomfortable portion of love is something that we never, ever talk about. Yeah. And if, if I could add to that, uh, brother, because you made me think of something um, about myself. Like, I, I used to have a very hard time taking correction from women that I was in a relationship with. Because I will automatically see that as criticism um, when they point something out to me. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it would be hard for me to swallow uh, someone telling me I'm doing something wrong or there's something about me isn't right or something needs to improve. Because mm -hmm. it would take, I, I didn't realize this at, at the time, but I had to really sit back and think, why is it so hard for me to take correction or when someone points out a fault? in me especially when it was coming from somebody i was in a relationship with and sometimes that stuff goes way back to our childhood and i know that was definitely was the case for me because i grew up in a household that was very critical um mm. it was a lot of criticism a lot of criticism so it seemed like you could never do anything correct or i should say i could do nothing correct so when i would hear someone point out a fault to me, it'll automatically take me back to the time where my moms or pops pointing out something wrong that I did and I become defensive or my pride will kick in. So, mm -hmm. I, and it wasn't anything about the young ladies I was dating. It was all about stuff that I dealt with with a childhood that I never really faced. Um, but it, you know, it will resurface when, when, when I felt that. So, as you, and my feelings were good hurt, like you were saying, but of course I wouldn't, um, I wasn't emotionally mature enough at the time to say, hey, that hurt my feelings. I would just get mad and I'll withdraw. I get give them a silence treatment because I feel like you're criticizing me. So um, it, it is. But it wasn't until I got a little bit older where I started to mature and I realized, yeah, feelings does need to get hurt sometimes. Even mine. Mm -hmm. uh, it needs to get hurt. And, and 
after I go to get through my feelings and get over my feelings, then I really have to listen to what that person said. And I realized there's some truth in what this person said. And I need to take that truth and try to make the improvements in my life. So I totally agree with that, brother. So it sounds like what both of y'all are saying is sometimes instead of getting on other people and talking about other people about they hurt our feelings, we need to take a look at the man in the mirror and make sure and see where the changes need to be made on our end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. All right. So the next question that was sent to us, fellas, was from another uh, Godly View family member. And they asked the question, which stated, hold on one second. Let me go to it. Got it. The next question was, why do men expect loyalty (laughs) from a woman when they are not loyal to her and sometimes themselves? Somebody been hurt. Uh, mm, oh yeah. You know, I, I think that. So why do men expect loyalty when they're not giving it? I think that we all expect loyalty, unconditional loyalty. Now, is that always um, reasonable or rational? No, it's not, because we cannot expect what we're not giving. Mm-hmm. I think that very since the last question, there are some men who have not reached the level of maturity yet where they understand actually even what love is, you know, because to know what love is, you have to understand that your responsibility is to always give no matter what you are receiving. So if I know that I'm expecting someone to be loyal to me, I understand that the measure of love is found in loyalty, then it has to already be a given that I'm giving that. So if a man is, is expecting loyalty but not giving it, you're just dealing with an immature man. And it's honestly not even worth trying to figure out why that man is that way or why even men are that way. My thing is govern yourself accordingly and leave the relationship. You know, we, we have to stop allowing people to use yesterday's pain to hold us hostage today. You know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to psychoanalyze people. That ain't your job unless you are a therapist, right? And my thing is, if if you're in a relationship, a situation where this person is giving you a lot to question, just stop questioning it, right? The, the one thing that keeps us bound sometime in a bad relationship is the need for us to have closure. And sometimes your closure needs to be you closing the book. Mm-hmm. Like like women, and it's no offense, a lot of women, you overthink stuff and you need a, a, a real big thought out uh, exegesis reason to leave a relationship. But no, sometimes a person's behavior, no, oh, you lied, I'm gone. You cheated, I'm gone. That's, that's the reason. I don't need anything else. You, you broke the boundary that I said you cannot cross and be with me. Leave, right? So, so question. We oftentimes question other people's behavior when it's like, no, question your behavior. It is not about what somebody else does. It is about what you allow. Why am I staying in a relationship? Why am I staying in a situation where this person is a proven multiple offender? Liar. You are a multiple offender. Cheater. You are a multiple offender. Manipulator. What I'm waiting on. Jesus to come back. Just leave the relationship. Stop. I ain't got to pray about certain stuff. I don't. We need, you know, we always have God show me a sign. God is like, I got to show you nothing. You did. <laughs> they did. They showed you. What you need me to show you? You got two eyes, two ears, and a sound mind. I done my job. Now you use your tools and make a decision. I like this question right here. 
Yeah, some some things that are senseless is very hard to make sense of. Um, so that, that it's hard to explain why somebody um, that don't show loyalty would expect loyalty uh, back. Um, so, so to answer that question, the only thing I can really think of for both those individuals, the man and the woman that's in that situation, y'all both are dealing with some attachment issues. Y'all both are dealing with some type of abandonment issues because when you're dealing with some type of attachment or abandonment issues, the two things happen when someone is trying to get close to you, trying to be intimate with you and, and is loyal to you. That fear, that intimacy, that closeness can either scare you um, to a point where you run away from it, uh, or it can scare you to a point that you try to hold on it so hold on to it so tightly that you can't let it go, even if the person is not being loyal to you. So the, the question is not really why men, well, that could be the question why some men might do that. But if you're in that situation, you also have to ask yourself. Why am I being loyal to somebody that's not loyal to me? Why am I holding on so tightly to somebody that's not holding on tightly to me? Why am I, why am I trying to build this intimate relationship, this closeness with someone that's not, show, not showing me the same in return, where there's no reciprocation? So, so we both have to look at ourselves in the mirror because this, to me, there's an issue on both sides. Um, like like you said, Pastor, like if someone's not being loyal to you, the securely attached person will recognize that and like, okay, this is not the relationship for me. I need to go another way. But it's only that person with that anxious type of attachment will try to hold on to somebody that's that's clearly not trying to hold on to you. Only that anxiously attached person will try to be loyal to someone that's clearly not loyal to you. So that's something you have to look at, not only in the man that you're with, but you have to also look at yourself and see, and saying, why are you dealing with this um, type of relationship? And why are you trying to convince someone to, to love you when they're not showing you the signs, they're not displaying the behaviors um, that that they love you or that they um, want to attach to you? So um, that that was that was my thought um, with that question. Um, not only why men do it, but why would that be present in any relationship? I agree with that. I think for me, what it comes down to is if I was hitting you about 15 times, eventually you're going to tell me to stop. Or are you going to move out of the way? Now, if you stay there, you eventually lose the qualification to ask me, why am I hitting you? The reason why is you stay there and you take it. So it comes back to the point of, like our brother AB said, not only why do men allow it, why are women allowing themselves to stay in these situations when they know that the attachment issue is still there? And I think a lot of it is men and women, we suffer from the superhuman complex of, oh, I can change them. I said this on uh, I said this on a podcast earlier today. We need to stop doing the job that God and their parents should have done 10,000 about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not our job to do it. It's not our job to show somebody how to love us. Now it's our job to show them what we're going to expect and what we're going to accept. Now Mm -hmm. what they give is on them, but what we take, that's on us. Mm -hmm. I just got a download from heaven. Mm -hmm. So I know this is the godly view, right? Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. is a new season. That's literally a new season for us. Come on. And I got to give it to some of our listeners how how you need to hear it. Let me let me stay in my godly view, but give you some a little bit of the world. Right? Come on, bro. Let's keep it one hundred. Mm-hmm. I know all of us love the Lord. We say we sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Got that? 
But sometimes we look for these real pretty answers, right? When, when sometimes the obvious is right in front of our face and we don't want to talk about it. But let's keep it all the way real. You want me to tell you why some men will allow you to be in their life and they're not giving you commitment and you're giving them commitment? Let me tell you why. Because the sex is good. That's why. And that's the conversation that we don't want to have because we in the church. But church folks section too. Let's just keep it all at 100. My thing is, that is the benefit for him. But guess what? There's a benefit for this woman as well sometimes too. Because there are, there are some women, not all, who they will stay and this man is giving them no loyalty and his character is bad, but his currency is good. By currency, I mean money. There is a sexual gain for this man and there is a financial gain for this woman. There are going to be some that's going to hate me for saying this, but it's the doggone truth. And that is why some of these situationships exist. There's always something in play that is keeping you there, right? This, it is human nature to follow the course of least resistance. So, yes, there are some men who give minimal effort. You know why? Because you're giving them maximum benefit and part of that is sex it is on the other end some women are staying why because there's also a financial gain for them as well because let's be real sometimes these situationships and toxic relationships are what very transactional and what is the transaction Sometimes it's the exchange of sex for money, money for sex, whatever. Even in healthy relationships, there's a functional, healthy amount of transaction there too. Because even inside of a healthy relationship, do men not exchange romance for sex? Do women not exchange sex for romance? Let's keep it 100 here. We're acting like we don't know this stuff because nobody wants to say it because nobody wants to like the heathen in the room. But I'll take it. I'll be, I'll be that if I, if I need to be. Because <laughs> my thing is, if we don't start keeping it 100 and real with each other and ourselves and acknowledging the fact of, oh, oh, come on now, some of us are staying because, you know what, yeah, well, I did cross that boundary knowing I shouldn't have crossed it, right? But you did. Now you're in this situationship, and it is what it is. But I know even like right now, nobody watching can agree with me, not on the screen. Because if you do put a comment, it's going to be like, oh, well, I'm telling myself. Well, the truth will set you free. And you're bound now because you won't tell the truth. I'm done. That was powerful, <laughs> and that's true. I agree. I would agree. I, with that I, 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 keep it <laughs> I agree. Uh, this Baby, the heathen this season. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had asked a question or something. I saw you post yeah, something. Yeah, it was yeah, just a yeah. comment. Or it was a question. Yeah, uh, it was a question on here a second ago. Hold on, we got a couple of questions. I'm gonna go back to this one first. And then we'll go back to the other one. I disagree. Some men use minimum effort to single women as a means of continuing to be an option if she does want some. Men are predators and they will continue to hunt every men minimally if that means she may at some point be prayed. So you don't disagree, you agree. That's basically what I'm saying, is that there's a sexual benefit there. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll tell you what she was saying, but the financial benefit on the women's side isn't there. It is. I said, boy, I, I said for this man, he's oh. getting sex. For her, he's getting money. Oh, That's yeah. the, the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, you think about it across the board. How many, how many times you'll see? 
why else would a woman be able to drug dealer? Hmm. Come on. <laughs> why, why? And and this man knows if I satisfy that financial need, he's going to what? Give you sex. That's almost a, that's almost a law of nature. And some women stay in toxic situations because he doesn't want the responsibility of a real relationship. As long as it's an immature, she feels the success of a failure relationship is on him. And that's true. Very good point. Very good point. And uh, the other question that was asked to us was, I think Pastor Gregory answered it in the comments, but it was, do you think that man knows that a man knows he's not mature enough yet? Most definitely. He knows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if the woman is accepting minimal effort, he's going to mm -hmm. give a minimal effort. I think, you know, we know what we know. And right. the stuff we don't know, we don't know. So um, I don't I, I don't know if any man is sitting there and saying I'm not mature enough for whatever a relationship he's mature on a level that he's required to be mature on or he's mature on a level where he has learned to be mature on so he's not if he's on this level of maturity he's going to deal with for the most part he's going to deal with women that's on the same level of maturity now if he gets out of his comfort zone and start to seek well, I shouldn't even say seek go and get in a different environment where there, there's women that's more mature, then he might realize, okay, there's some of these women that I'm attracted to or that I want on a different level of maturity than I am. And then that's when you start to realize, okay, I need to step up my game. I need to, whatever, I need to get in the company of some other men so I can grow. But for the most part, guys that are immature or even anyone that is immature, they will stay in an environment where they're comfortable where they are and every and, and where everyone is immature, and and no one can really point out the immaturity because it's normal, it's normalized. So that so that that's my thought. Um, as far as does a man know that he's immature unless he's um surrounded by some good strong men that can uh, point him in the right way, he may not ever see his his behaviors or his um patterns as as immature, and unfortunately. Most guys that are in that situation <clears throat> will not put themselves in a situation to be around mature men that can point them in the direction. But those that do, they eventually grow. Um, they eventually develop and they recognize like, okay, yeah, I was acting very mature at that point in life. Um, and But now I can grow, I can change, and I can develop to a better man. <clears throat> Yo, mute. My bad. Does anybody have any questions for the brothers before we go into our main hot topics for today? Because them hot topics been going in the since we've been gone. So uh, anybody got any questions for us before we go into that? All right. I don't see anything coming. So, fellas, I say we hit on uh, Don't Leave Your Girl Around Me, Swoop Player for Real, Usher Raymond, and Miss Elisa Keys. I love it. <laughs> Man, when I tell you the internet was buzzing, <laughs> they was going in on Usher. But let's be honest. Usher did nothing different at the Super Bowl than what he has been doing at all of his Las Vegas concerts. And he has basically serenaded a woman and made that woman feel special at that concert. That night, it was Elisa Keys. I didn't hear Swiss Beats saying nothing. It was everybody else in the background talking. 
One thing people have to understand the difference between real life and entertainment. Like, Come on. Did anybody <laughs> remember the video? They're Come acting on. out the video that and video. the song. Are you? Do you hear the lyrics? The, the song was called My Boo. Are they supposed to be 10 feet apart? The song was called My Boo. I think that the, the internet, we always, no, no, no. People, people always look for something to create a narrative. And again, this is another black man. We, we drag this black man and then we bring us into the conversation for us to drag the black man. When, what did he do that was so inappropriate? Nothing. He hugged her from behind. Okay, let, let, me, let me pause. A lot of people having an issue with that don't have no problem when you at the club every weekend dancing behind a woman that you don't know and you have somebody at home. Th that's where the issue is. The issue ain't with Usher on the Super Bowl dancing with Alicia Keys. What? What was the disrespect? How? He's dancing. She's dancing. They are performing. In a sense, they're doing what? Acting. What is the difference between that and two actors on the movie screen having a love scene? Was that disrespectful too? I, I think we, we, we pick it and we choose what to have a problem with because we make people an easy target. Right now, they're sitting there debating. Well, Usher's show was hot, but it wasn't better than Michael Jackson's, it wasn't better than Prince's. We are always trying to find the next narrative to tear someone down or to pin against one another. And it's like, when do we learn how to celebrate greatness? Right? Like, we, we made the brothers. Shows at the at the uh, in Las Vegas negative because he's singing, performing, acting, right? He is singing to these celebrities a lot of times. They're coming to the show to be sung to, or it might even be you know uh, common people. They're coming in hopes of him serenading them. My thing is, we have to stop. Trying to find something to argue with to the point that we're sounding really ignorant. At the end of the day, what's beats did speak up and he said, What's the problem? It was the bomb show. Mm -hmm. Celebrate that. But again, we're busy trying to tell somebody else what they should do in their marriage. Mm -hmm. I think what often happens, people ignore the fact that they're acting, that they're performing, that it's entertainment, and they personalize the situation. Like, there they put themselves in the shoes of someone of, if mm -hmm. I was Swiss Beats, and if that was my wife, and if that another man would come up and hug my girl from behind or my wife from behind, how would I feel about that? And I think that's where the conversation and the conflict always goes to, which which creates the uh, the narrative, but they forget that this was entertainment. Now, if we if we take if we take it out of that realm of entertainment and and say, okay, now if I was a married man and um mm -hmm. a, another guy, a friend, whoever comes and hugs my wife from behind, how would right. I feel about that? That might right. be a different conversation. Absolutely. But to put it to keep it on Usher. It's just silly because we know right. it was all entertainment. It was all showed. It was they were acting. So I'm going to take it off off of them and mm -hmm. personalize it into us. What mm -hmm. do you think about the situation? If 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 it was your wife or if mm -hmm. it just a wife in general not performing and a guy. It could be a friend of the family or whoever, one of her old friends. They had a, a, a high school reunion. A guy comes and hugs her from behind, an old flame. Mm -hmm. How would that be received as a man? And I know it's totally different than performing. It's a oh, that's a great situation. question, though. If we, if, we, if we look at it as performing, it's silly to even 
talk mm-hmm. about it. It's a silly conversation to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a, a lot of people was was personalizing it, and they mm-hmm. weren't only looking as at Swiss Beats' response. I've seen a lot of conversations around Alicia Keys did not practice. Yeah, did not her response, and she did not respond uh, respond or practice proper boundaries as a wife. So mm-hmm. of course. You know, in the internet today, they will always find a way to, you know, yeah. attack whoever they can. So, but what, what's your thoughts on on that part? If we take it off of Usher and Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats, great question. So, we take it off of them, put it on regular people. So, if I'm at a class reunion with my wife and someone that comes up behind her, you know, and you know, you know, it's an inappropriate closeness. You know, first of all. I'm gonna look at him. I'm gonna create the distance for him, <laughs> meaning that my hand is now going on your chest, brother. <laughs> it ain't gonna be no fight. It's just gonna be, brother. Now, not only do you see me standing here, but I know that you know who I am. So consider that the only warning that you're going to get. By the way, my name is. And we can go and have a call and move forward. I wouldn't call the scene, but I would definitely address that for her. She ain't gonna have to address that. It's a thing called protection. But I'm gonna address this so that nobody else makes the same mistake so that this brother understands I am not for play play. Okay? Because if it happens again, break me out of the plastic because I'm feeling brand new. And he would understand in that moment, you know, uh, oh, because honestly, there are some people, to your point, A.B., that actually might not see anything wrong with that because you have had, um, maybe y'all was BFFs or, or whatever you were in high school, right? That you see this person now and that comes back to your brain, but you're not realizing we, we are grown adults now. Mm-hmm. We are married adults now on a relationship now. So no, we don't we don't do that. There's a thing called R E S P E C T. Not know what it means to me. But again, it's a way to, as a man to address that without having to be disrespectful back to him. Just letting him know. Brother, okay. You know what I'm saying? And then move on. Uh, for me, I would definitely, as my brother said, I would definitely create that space for him. I would give him the warning of, you know what, you obviously must not know that she is officially spoken for now. But since you obviously must be blind too because you didn't see the ring on her finger, let me show you that and show you the man that put that ring on her finger. Okay. Now, the next conversation that we have will not be so pleasant. However, at this time, we can keep it pushing. You go on ahead, go your way, I'll go mine. But no, ain't going to be none of that. Not disrespecting me in front of my face like that, no. And then I would have the conversation with her of why she allowed it to happen, of why she allowed him to feel so comfortable with doing that at that moment. I want to throw a little scenario out there. Um, It's related to this, but I want to see what y'all think. So the situation is this. You and your lady are out wherever, uh, at a restaurant. You could be at a lounge. Y'all just having a good time. You go to the bathroom or you go to put in an order and you leave your lady in the spot. And when you return... She's you know, maybe two guys, one guy, whatever, is trying to, you can, you know what guys are trying to do. They're trying to talk to your girl. Would you, would it be wrong or what would the, what would the appropriate approach be? Would you gently grab your lady's hand and remove her from the situation? Or would you gently put your hand on the man's chest to let him know? They say that type of party, brother. Let me make sure I understand the question. So I stepped away for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some gentlemen approached her and they're talking. 
That's what I would but do. You know, you know what the brother's trying to do. You, we know, yeah, we know. What Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Under no circumstance do I ever expect my woman to have to defend herself against a man. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with her engaging conversation back, right? I'm not saying fall off for what he's saying. Speak back. And even whatever he said, you can respond to it, right? Even if he asked for her number, he's going to say no, right? But I know that she knows I'll be right back. So instead of me expecting her to defend herself or put herself in harm's way, because some dudes can be reckless. And when they are rejected and they're in the wrong mind, they get aggressive. So if I look over there and see it, I'll just come back over there, right? As long as he's not um, in her face or trying to get up on her, right? I would probably kiss on the cheek. I'm back, baby. How you doing, sir? Gregory Devon. I speak to him, right? Because there's no need for me to have to get physical with this guy or to even get loud. My job is to make my presence known. Even if I know that you saw me when we came in. Right, I'm gonna introduce myself and let this gentleman understand. Doesn't matter what you do, she's going home with me. I don't, I don't show distrust for my lady to see her response. I'm already confident in, in that she ain't gonna fall for it. My job now is to is to protect her now that I am back, and to let this gentleman know. Don't let the curly hair in the suit fool you because if it come down to it I am with the smoke but because I am a cosmic professional I am not going to just jump out of pocket when I don't have to but make no mistake that handshake going to be some grip in that handshake that communicates to him don't try it again okay that if it came down to it um, I'm knocking and bucking and ready to fight. Yes, if sir. you think I'm a chump, you better think twice. That handshake <laughs> would signify that. And I'm I'm expecting now that we have an understanding. We can go out separate way. That's me. Yeah. Uh for me, I would take my lady by the hand, take her away from the situation. I wouldn't even address them because my Issue ain't even with them. I would take my lady by the hand and walk her away from the situation. Get her away from it. Because at that point, they're going to see, oh, okay, I see why she ain't really giving me the response that I was looking for because her man ain't even addressing me. He just grabs her by the hand and walks her away. Yeah. I, I could definitely agree with both approaches. I think bro, both approaches could work. Uh, depending on your temperament, mm-hmm. um, I think a temperament, my temperament would probably be to gently grab my lady's hand and walk away. Because if I address this brother, I don't know where, where <laughs> our, that that's, that handshake might be a little bit too tight and it might go somewhere. So to uh, to, avoid, to, to avoid that, but um, I, I can see it both ways. Uh, that was just a scenario that popped in my head. <clears throat> Uh, related to the whole Alicia Keys thing that I wanted to ask, but I can see myself doing both. Okay, okay, okay. So the next topic that's really been hitting these social media streets was Mike Epps and Uncle Say. I mean, when I tell you they was going at it, they went at it. Mike Epps started it with addressing him as as a Medea. Uncle Sese did not like that one bit and exposed him, talking about he DM'd him originally, wanting to come on to the podcast. And, of course, Mike Epps had something else to say. And... Comment was made saying it was going to be in Indiana this weekend and he was going to pull up on him. 
Now, anybody that knows those words, I'm going to pull up on you. You already know what everybody was expecting. Well, I think it was about Wednesday or Thursday. Get on social media and you see this post. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no fighting. They just sat down, no telephones, no cameras, no videoing. It was just a conversation between two brothers. Mm-hmm. And then you had people in the comments. Y'all wasn't standing on business. I was expecting y'all to fight when y'all saw each other. Mm-hmm. What that makes me think is what's wrong with our community to the point mm-hmm. to where when we see something like that, we mad that the fight didn't happen. Why can't right. we be happy that two brothers handled this situation without fighting? Right. The truth of the matter is they did stand on business, you know, literally. You know, Shannon Sharp understands I got too much to lose. We're doing something foolish out here. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're making, you know, six figures from, from just from YouTube alone, right? Not counting the millions he already has, you know, the, the millions he's getting paid from, from, uh, from ESPN, his personal um, things as well. I think that initially, we have to be careful as men how we speak to one another. Mm-hmm. And especially when we start saying things that question a person's sexuality. We have to really be careful with that because we as men take that very, very personal. And, and when Mike Epps on stage, you know, made a reference about Shannon Sharp's sexuality, it didn't sit well with him. And he said it, right? Mm-hmm. On the, he said it. It didn't. And that kind of upset him because then you go in and talking about how, you know, he wanted me to come on the show and, and he didn't, right? So Shannon Sharp's issue was you insulted me and then you lied on me. That was his issue. And I cannot blame him for having that issue. This is why comedians need to be careful what jokes you make and how you make certain jokes. It is one thing to make a general statement, but when you start personalizing things, that is when you run into problems. When you run into specific things and you're saying this person and this thing about this person. Again, to the point about um, us wanting to see the worst of each other, we have been systematically programmed to celebrate our toxicity, right? And to ignore anything that pours something into our brain. We have been systematically programmed to expect the worst out of each other, to celebrate our ignorance, to celebrate our toxicity, because that is what sells. That's what we watch. And in life, that becomes what we do. Because art imitates life. And it's like, until we stop lending our support to certain things, we will always have not just these narratives, but these behaviors out here. We'll, we'll never be able to come together. I, I was so glad that when Shannon Sharp, he's the one who planned that sit down. He said, you know what? I'm going to just sit down with him and have a conversation, right? I was glad that he initiated that because it allowed the world to see two men of color overcome difference, sit down and have a conversation and probably realize that we are more similar than we are different. So let's come together in a peaceful manner and show the world something different about two men of color. Hey, B. Man, there's a reason why the scriptures is the scriptures. (laughs) There's like so Mm -hmm. much wisdom in scripture. Um, I think if more people followed it, like like life would be so much easier. So Mm -hmm. when I looked that up, I had to find that scripture that said if your brother sins, go mm-hmm. point out their fault just between the two of you in private. Mm-hmm. If they listen to you, you have one over, you have won them over. But if they will not listen to you, take one or two others along um, so that y'all can resolve the matter. Mm-hmm. Initially, they didn't address that um, issue the correct way. Right. Um, they didn't sit down and talk to each other. They ran to the internet. 
ran to social media and start insulting each other, threatening each other on the World Wide Web. That's why that's why it blew up like that. As mm-hmm. men, like if I have an issue with you, like call me, talk to me, send me right. a DM. The same way you sent the DM to be on the show, the same way you could have sent the DM, um, write to me so we can resolve this issue. But instead of talking to me in private, you run straight to the internet, and 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 it blows up. Uh, everyone else gets in, into the business. Everyone starts to throw fuel on a fire, starts to agitate the situation, and it gets a lot bigger than it needs to be. And the other part of that script is said, listen, if you if your brother cannot agree, or if y'all can't see the eye to eye, go and get one or two to try to mediate the situation. You got to be sure that you mediate in the situation with the right people, though, because Shannon Sharp was talking to that situation, talking about that situation with Ocho's Rios. And he was not the dude to talk to that situation with. You saw what he did. <laughs> he, he, oh, he was instigating. Yeah, he, he ready he to go. Know what he was talking about, don't know who he was talking about. He just ready to go. Like you gotta seek some white wise counsel. You gotta have some brothers uh, in your corner. Whether he was doing it for social media or not, you gotta have some brothers in your corner that's going to give you some some di- some wise direction. Like you know, that's not the way to. This ain't the platform for it. Um, this this ain't the way to do it. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know what happened, but you you're too big. You got too much influence, and and you you, you got too many people following you for you to threatening to be threatening somebody over some jokes so but but that's that's the issue that we um run into when we get controlled by our emotions when we don't sit down and use our logic use our mind and um think things through like what can be the possible consequences and repercussions um of this uh luckily they did come to their senses before anything could have happened because I did listen to a, uh, another part after the apology, after they um, made up, when they started saying, "Listen, um, you, you know uh, what's the what's the comedian's name? Um, Mike Epps. Mike Epps basically runs Indiana. He runs Indy. We would have gone over there acting crazy. We would have had the whole city on us. So that they thought about that afterwards." But you know, they it was it would have been good if they could think about that stuff beforehand, so it didn't have to blow up. But um, right. you know, you know this, you it's it's just like we was talking with the last segment or the last topic. You don't know what's acting, and you don't know what's for real with some of these people. But um, the fact that you might be acting, you might just be doing it for views. There's a lot of people that's watching you, a lot of young men that's watching you that will look at your behavior and try to emulate it and say, hey, if Shannon Sharp going to put hands on somebody, if I could put hands on somebody, I'll put hands on somebody, too, if they make the wrong joke. So that that's something you really got to be thinking about when you are men in that type of position, that you got people watching, you got people following, you got people that want to be just like you. So I'm glad that they was able to uh, make up, apologize, and shake hands at the end of it. Um, but you got to remember, there's some dudes that's not as mature um, that don't have that much to lose um, that would react on their first, first emotion. You made a joke about me, I'm going to get my gun. You made a joke about me, I'm putting hands on you. So the, I just I just hope that... Um, you know, in the future that other brothers that are in that situation can sit down and think about all the possible consequences before you jump on the internet um, and, and start threatening people, before you react uh, and, and put hands on somebody, before you go pull out a gun or go get your boys to go jump somebody and, and pull up on somebody that you really have to think um, and don't act out of emotions, but act out of logic. I would agree with that 1,000%. And as we come to a close on tonight, we kept it within an hour tonight, y'all. I'm proud of us. First episode back for the brothers. And uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Let's give my closing thoughts. We'll start it off with Pastor Gregory Devine, and then we'll go on back up. 
my final thoughts I would say to first of all, thank everybody for watching and tuning in to this episode. It's not gonna say anything. Um just to summarize everything we discussed. Mm. Always be present in your own experience that you can always figure out what is the proper response for you. Don't be afraid to um, make certain decisions for yourself that just consider you. There are some times where you have to be a little bit selfish sometimes in how you think to preserve your well-being. Like never get so comfortable in a situation that you ignore how you're being treated. And again, never allow someone to um, use yesterday's pain to hold you hostage today. You know, sometimes we allow people to rationalize why they mistreat us. Don't stay anywhere where you're not celebrated. You know, to men, if we have conflict with one another, uh, moving forward, always find the best recourse. Always be a man in the situation. Be willing to be the bigger man. You know, let's not become aggressive so much. Let's learn how to talk things out. And again, I love all of you with love of the Lord. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. All right. All right. Yeah, to wrap up real quick, um, the first thought that came to my mind as we was talking about this last uh, topic when it comes to men and acting out of emotion and feeling is a technique that we often talk about in therapy. It's called grounding. Um, and basically grounding is just taking a moment to smell of flowers, taking a moment to experience your own feelings, taking a moment to feel the air blow, to, to, to see what's around you. And what that really does is slows down your thinking. It slows down your reaction. It slows down your response. So you, so you can think a lot clearer um, and not just react. And I think that's something that a lot of us brothers need to learn how to do. We need to learn how to ground ourselves when we are stimulated by something that angers us, something that embarrasses us. Uh, something that disappoints us. Um, we need to learn how to ground ourselves so we can respond in a proper way. Because once we are able to calm down, um, once we're able to ground ourselves, once we're able to think things through instead of just reacting, we will. We can most likely get the response or get the outcomes that we're looking for. So um, if that, if anyone has ever heard of the technique of grounding, um, sometimes uh, I know we have seen Kanye West walking around with no shoes on. What he's basically doing is grounding. And it might look very silly to us, but I'm sure it helps that brother from uh, spazzing off on a, on a paparazzi or saying something crazy because um, he's really just trying to be in touch with his presence and, and what's around him. So, um that's just my last thought on that. We can probably practice that. And I think we'll have a lot more positive outcomes as brothers. Okay. Uh, final thing I believe with us for final thought is do not put, do not neglect your own feelings in the situations where we was talking about in the brothers segment, ask the brothers segment, where we was talking about how sometimes women stay longer in relationships than what they should. I think a lot of times the reason for that is, is they are neglecting how they feel for the temporary outcome, the putting temporary feelings for the eventual outcome of heartbreak. The setting himself up for heartbreak. And second thing I would leave with us is stop putting yourself in everybody's business. <laughs> Social media. If we have learned anything from these last two topics, hot topics, the biggest thing on it is if social media would have not been an impact, would have not been as important in both of these situations, I guarantee you these situations would have not gone blown up as much as they did. 
if everybody and their mama was not putting that photo of Alicia and Usher up, talking about Swiss speech, what's you going to do about it? What you going to do? She was too comfortable, Swiss. What are you going to do? If everybody wasn't talking about, oh, no, they're about to fight. They're about to fight with Sanders Harper and Mike Epps. Stop putting yourself in everybody's business. Allow these people to deal with their feelings. And everything is not for social media to know. As our brother AB said, if they would have not went to social media in the first place with the beef that they had with each other, instead of calling each other directly and messaging each other, then it probably wouldn't have been as bad as what it was. So just stay blessed and be a blessing to someone else. We will see y'all again next week with the sisters. We love y'all. And y'all can catch the podcast on them all. Peace.